And a good Saturday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for joining us here on the Home and Appliance Radio Program, right here on News Talk 760 WJR. We appreciate you getting up early in the morning, and it is early, but we appreciate you joining us, asking your questions on your major home appliances, getting some answers that help you. That's what this radio program was intended to do 39 years ago when it all started. And it still has the same goal. Help our listening audience with questions and answers on major home appliances. The audience is the most important person on this radio program. And we ask you to join us this morning to talk about washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, uh, oh, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. You are the most important person on this radio program. And to tell you how to do all of this, to join us and be a part of the program, our executive director, producer, co-host, Donald the Hammer Schuster. The sun will come up this morning. Boy, it's getting bright early now these days. We're into the middle of May, and uh, we're less than 15 minutes away from sunrise in southeast Michigan. So anybody that's listening to WGR right now, but you're outside of the primary listening area, you're not in southeastern Michigan, you're not in southwestern Ohio, you're not, excuse, you're not in southwestern Ontario, and you're not in northern Ohio, uh, just remember, you can still continue to listen to the Home and Appliance Show for the next two hours. Just download us and listen to us on your computer at WJR.com or uh, just download an app to your phone or your uh, tablet. And uh, you would either one called WJR. You can actually find that in the App Store or you can listen on one called iHeartRadio. OK, but you can keep listening to us even though the sun is going to come up and our signal won't travel quite as far in the daylight. Now, here's something that travels no matter where you are. That's our phone number, and you can give us a call right now with your appliance question. Anything related to a major home appliance, this is the number to call, and now's a good time to call. We're just setting up our new bank of callers for the new hour and the new show, so you can get right through if you call us at 800-859-0WJR. Here it is in all digits, 800 859 9-0-9-5-7. That's the number to call. The doctor is in. He's going to help you save some money on your appliance repair. So give us a call right now. And uh, while you're calling us, Joe, you'll probably tell us one of your favorite family history stories. It has to do with Princess Maggie. When I was a little boy, six, seven years old, we had a cottage 26 miles in the wilderness. And, and I say wilderness, ladies and gentlemen, it's nothing but three trees for thousands of miles. Anyway, we had a little cottage there, which my dad had as a camp when he was working for the hydro, the power company in the forestry. He had a camp that he built and, uh, Maggie LeClaire lived on Kamaskosha Lake. She was an Indian, a Native American, and her tribe of Indians had been massacred by the whites in the 1800s. 
and she was a child that somebody stuffed into the bunch bunch of bushes and she survived and they found her anyways she big tall woman maybe six foot one six foot two a nose on her like a highway or a ski hill and uh, she didn't speak english just spoke indian language and anyways uh when we had our cottage her house was the only cottage on the lake her house was a great big log home that she and her husband billy leclerc built and maggie hired me to clean the fishing boats and to dig for worms because people used to travel that old gravel road two lanes and uh, she would rent these boats to these fishermen and they had a little kicker on a little motor. I was the guy who cleaned the boats. I was the guy who used to go and have lunch with her. She'd fix lunch. I don't know what I was eating, but it was good. Anyways, I go into town and years ago and I'm at the Chamber of Commerce and there's a big painting of her. And uh, I said to the people, I had a guy with me. He was writing a book on me or something. Anyways, uh, I said, I was talking to him about Maggie LeClaire, Princess Maggie, they call her. And the people at the chamber didn't believe that I knew her. So it was hard to convince them that I had been raised partly by her. And uh, anyways, she became quite a quite a lady, quite a, a pioneer of my hometown, and uh, she, she got into her eighties. And the city took her from the bush, from her house, and put her in at the city's expense. Put her in a senior citizen home, and she didn't like that, and she escaped from the senior citizen home in the middle of the night. Now there's a river to cross. It's 80 feet deep, it runs fast, and there's only one bridge across the river. And so they set a police car at the each side of the, the, the river and they never saw her. And some 12 days later, here she appeared at her home. She walked, I don't know how she got across the river. I don't, she had to swim. But anyways, here she showed up at her home out at Kamaskosha Lake. And she walked 26 miles through the bush because nobody saw her in the road. And she came all the way through the bush back. You know, she was infested with flies and mosquitoes and so forth. But that's how strong she was. She died a few months later. They brought her back to the home and she died a few months later. But it was quite a quite a lesson for me as six, seven years old, learning the uh, Indian language that she spoke. Uh, I forgot it all now, but uh, it was a, quite a time in my life with Maggie, the Princess LaClaire. That's my subject for family living as a young boy in the northern regions of Upper Canada. That's it for today. Joe Gannon, you uh, are avuncular you're like everybody's favorite uncle telling a story at a thanksgiving dinner good for you buddy you tell a good story all right it's one thing to go to an area that's a resort area for a vacation it's another to live in one that's a vacation area year-round and that's lake orion where living is a vacation we got a dehumidifier that's icing over let's talk to mark 
Good morning, Mark. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you this morning? Good morning, Joe. I appreciate Mark? the program. Uh, yes. Hi. All right. I let's wait you. for Mark and go to Tim in White Lake. He's got a dishwasher that's leaving some soap film on the dishes. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Well, you can tell me what I can do to solve my we problem. we got some early I'm... morning bugs in the system. Let's take a break and get them all solved and come back, and we'll talk to both Mark and Tim. Right now, the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Dalton Environmental Cleaning. Yes, Dalton Environmental, a very close young man, Kurt Presley and his wife, Kelly. They're like brother and sister and like my own kids. They do a terrific job when it comes to air cleaning of your air ducts in your home and your dryer vent line as well. They are the best. Been with me for 29 years on radio. I've never had a complaint. Kurt Presley, Dalton Environmental, do it the way they're supposed to do it, to perfection. Call 877-DALTONS. That's 877-325-8667. We've got a swarm of WJR crack technicians fixing the problem right now as we speak. Mark may be gone. He's vacationing in Lake Orion on his own, but we'll still talk to Tim from White Lake when we come back, and we're going to talk to you as well. Test out our system by giving us a call at 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0957. I'm happy to be helping out along with Danielle Mason back in the control room at WJR and Dave Rieger on phones in the WJR control room, and I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next flaw-free segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. Bye now. See you later. Bye-bye. Excuse me, Joe. I'm just saying goodbye to all the gremlins that we're leaving out of our system. Hey, we're back. <laughs> 619 in the morning. And our phone number to call with your appliance repair question is 800 859 wjr That's 800 Five nine zero nine five seven. By the way, at seven fifty this morning, about an hour and a half from right now, we're going to be talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. We're going to be talking to Dal Kurt about the dry vent, dryer vent cleaning. Right? It's really important that dryer vents be cleaned to avoid the uh, potential for fire. So, and a really important discussion that applies to all of us this morning, about seven fifty, when we talk to Kurt Presley from Dalton environmental all right we're going out to white lake we're going to solve that problem with the dishwasher that's leaving a soap film on the dishes let's talk to tim good morning tim thanks for phone for your phone call how may we help you well you can solve my problem for me if that's possible i've got a general electric dishwasher uh with lots of settings on it and everything i have very hard water I've got well water, and I have a septic tank, so I don't use a salt uh, solution to uh, soften the water. But my problem is I have a very thick soap uh, film on a lot of the dishes, pans, and everything else. I use a rinse solution uh, that I add to the machine. It's a blue. I, I forget the name of it, but it's a blue color. But it's just it's terrible. If I don't scrub those dishes real well before I put them in the dishwasher, I end up scrubbing them after I get them out of the dishwasher. And I was wondering if there's something that's wrong with the machine or it's just plain 
too my water's too hard. Well, let's start with the temperature of the hot water in the cold water, hot water heater. How hot is the water? I'm betting it's got to be at least 120. All right. I keep it uh, pretty hot. That's not hot enough. Really? Okay. You want to, I know it costs a few dollars a month, a month to heat your water, okay, but you got to increase the temperature of the hot water heater up to 140, 150 degrees. That's a big difference. Sure is. And now you're doing what you should have done years ago. <laughs> yeah. I have one more question for you related to this. In regards to the salt solution that I put in that machine, is there uh, one that works better than, than the others, like, say, a pod compared to just uh, a powder? And is there a particular brand that you can recommend? Yes, there is. And now, the pod does an excellent job, but I think it's a ripoff, quite honestly for the fact that they put it into this little plastic piece that dissolves, et cetera, et cetera. I prefer Cascade Powder Detergent, not liquid. Liquid's never been uh, appraised as good by Consumer Report magazine. But the Cascade Powder Detergent, and in your case, with the hard water, you will use eight Level teaspoons of powdered detergent cascade. Now, when I say eight for you because your water is so hard, I would say someone with a water softener should use two to three level teaspoons, not tablespoons now, teaspoons. You'll save money on energy. And the other thing, Tim, let me ask you, where, where, where do you keep the detergent? Where do you store it? Underneath the kitchen sink. The most humid area in the American home. So all that Pretty humidity much. goes right to the powder detergent, makes it hard to dissolve. Put the detergent into a plastic container, which you can seal, and take it away from that underneath the sink where 99% of people put the detergent put it across the hall in the kitchen there in a cupboard where it won't be affected by all of that high humidity. You know, Joe, I'm 65 years old or almost, and I've never heard this information before. And I, I appreciate it greatly. And I'm sure there are thousands of people that are hearing this for the first time. And they also appreciate your wisdom. No, here's what I appreciate you calling you calling with a question which leads me into my experience in the industry so that the conversation people are listening to now to you is teaching them something. And that's the nature and the, the, the way this program works. We want to give everybody all the information that I have and give it to them on the air so other people learn. And I can't thank you enough for calling, Tim. That's very nice of you. Well, thank you very much. I've appreciated your uh, everything you've done for the last 
oh, geez, three decades or so. And it's nice to have an authority that you can trust. Well, I appreciate that trust. I'll tell you, I will never, ever misuse that trust. And I enjoy the listening audience, and I enjoy the emails that I get. I enjoyed this so much in my old age, okay? I'm not leaving till they put me in a pine box. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. You take care. It is 626 in the morning, and that makes it time for... There are children by the thousands hospitalized every year in this country. By children, I mean the little ones who are a year old to two years old. They're learning how to walk. They walk around that kitchen. They run to something to put their hands on so they can keep their balance. And the temperature on the outside of a kitchen range I believe the temperature limit now that the manufacturers must ab abide to is 165 degrees. You know, 165 degree heat on the outside of a kitchen stove, sidewalls or front door or whatever, you know that's going to burn a child. So keep that in mind. The outside of your stove gets to be 165 degrees and you got a child and you got a grandchild you make sure the parents know that the child can be burnt and thousands of children are burnt and hospitalized every year especially their little hands and fingers so keep that in and that's a crying shame by the way that's a crying shame they used to make a stove with metal so thick and the insulation so thick that you would hardly feel the heat from the oven on the outside of a stove. That's top of the mind for this Saturday morning, and I bring it to you right from the heart. We're operating at all cylinders now. It's uh, 6.28 in the morning, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Handy Pro Handyman Services. And Handy Pro Handyman Services has franchise operations across the United States. Keith Paul, the owner, been with me a long time. He's been to my home. He's done several jobs, and he always, and his crew always do it to perfection. That's Handy Pro Handyman Services, offices in Plymouth and Farmington Hills. Their phone number, 734 254 9161. That's 734 254-9161. We're going down to Cleveland, Ohio when we come back. We've got a self-cleaning oven, brand new one that's got a problem. We're going to nip that problem in the bud. Let's help you out with your problem as well. Give us a call. 800-859-0WJR. The doctor is in the house. Appliance doctor Joe Gannon ready to help you solve your problem. Hopefully save you some money. The phone number 800 Eight five nine zero nine five seven. I'm Donald the Hammer Schuster. We are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show. We're coming to you all the way, funneling this through the new center area of Midtown Detroit at WJR Command Central in the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building. We're blasting it up on the skyways. The great voice of the Great Lakes. You are where Detroit comes to talk. 760 WJR.
are. You, you are just one phone call away from getting helped. If you'll just give us a call with your appliance repair question, maybe your appliance purchase question, 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. We're going until 8 o'clock this morning. Plenty of good programming on WJR after 8 o'clock this morning. And to tell us about it, Danielle Mason. 8 to 9, we have the car show. 9 to 10, we have the Rich Paul show. And then 10 to noon, we have the inside outside, guys. So that's what's happening on WJR this morning. That takes us till noon. Thanks, Danielle. We might even go beyond that. Stay tuned all day. Let's go to Cleveland. We got a new oven, self cleaning. Got a problem. This is David. Hello, David. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Hi, Jim. Thank you. Um, so I, I purchased a new range. It's very nice. Got all the bells and whistles, a nice glass top, and I've been keeping it real nice and shiny. I made a pot of lasagna that happened to drip over in the oven. So uh, being all panicked and everything, I took the shelves out, hit the self-clean button. It's just all buttons, and then I pushed start, and it kind of automatically went to a 500 degrees, five hours cycle, and it really didn't want me to turn it off. So I just let it, went to bed, didn't really notice anything happened. Then I got a phone call at work from my wife, what happened to my range? So I opened up the door, the glass is all busted out, um, the element up top, like busted and put the weld splatter all over. So we're having GE come out but I don't really know what to expect. Are they going to be able to repair it, or what's your opinion on this? Well, if you're having GE come out, I would say you're having factory people who are trained to fix those appliances. Now, that service technician comes out. It, that's the guy or the person or the woman or the man who will define whether this stove gets fixed or not. But this condition you've just been through is frightening. And, you know, I had a, somebody send me an email the other day, and it says, in my owner's manual, it recommends not using self-clean. <laughs> in the owner's manual. Yeah. Now, I uh, can't verify that, but I, I, I don't see why the person would lie about that. The self-clean feature on stoves is when a problem occurs in 99% of the cases. You put it in the self-clean, something goes wrong. You have to order a part. You, so I tell people, look, if you're going to clean your oven, why not use a mixture of baking soda and vinegar? Mix it, make a, a paste, put it on inside the oven with a sponge or rag or cloth or whatever and leave it sit for a few hours and that's just good as a, as good as a self-cleaning cycle but i mean we know in the industry we the service technicians know in the industry that if you're going to have a problems with a range and it's unfortunate yours is brand spanking new it's unfortunate it happens but it's the norm so people out there listening, be careful with the self-cleaning cycle. Now, whatever big occasion happens in a family and you have the family over, I know you want to open the oven door and you want to see, you want people to see a nice clean oven. 
but it's not all that critical. So stay away from the self-clean. And those that service technician that's coming out to look at this uh, is going to determine whether the stove gets repaired. In, in my case, if I were in your shoes, I'd insist on a new stove. I'd even threaten GE or whoever stove you have that the glass breaks in the oven door and you have failures like you're talking about. I'd even threatened to report to the, to the Product Safety Commission in Washington because there are problems with all sorts of major home appliances and people need to know that they can use that for reinforcement on getting a new product. And uh, Dave, I hope that helps. No, that, that helps a lot because I was really on the fence, but I'm going to let them grow with it first. But uh, I really appreciate all your knowledge, and I do listen to the show every morning, so I think you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much for calling and joining us, and uh, do so again, I hope, on the road. Oh, well, I, I hate to say it. I just bought a whole suite of brand-new appliances, so I hope I'm not caught with at least not bought my own. <laughs> One problem is the, enough. It's too much. I bought Thanks. The, I bought their fridge. All right, you're welcome. See you now. Take care, David. Joe, let's go west to Westland. We've got a dehumidifier compressor that's not working. This is Mike. Hello, Mike. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you, sir? Good morning. How are you, Joe? I'm 100%. Thank you. Okay. Uh, could you? I was listening to the last guy. Uh, what's the solution you want to use in the oven again? Baking soda and vinegar. Okay. Make, a paste, make a paste out of it. One-to-one, make-a-paste. Yeah, make-a-paste out of it and leave it on there for... Yeah, leave it on, Mike. Okay. And then uh, go in there and then uh, just uh, mop it out. That's right. Clean cloth, damp cloth, wipe it off, see what happens. Yeah, okay. Oven cleaners, like the spray-on stuff. Yeah, they work, but you got to be careful where you're using them. And if you, you know, a self-cleaning stove has a special surface on the paint. You don't want to wear that off. Right. Oh, good call. See a little All bit right. more for it. Huh? Okay, right. I've got a um, uh, dehumidifier. Uh, I had to plug it in and add a little spill here. So I'm um, trying to get the water out of the wood. Um, and uh, the fan's coming on. It's been running for about a, two days now, uh, and uh, it's, the tank is not filling up. Um, it, it, it's, I don't think it has a control board in it. It's pretty simple to humidifier. Uh, but uh, um, it, the, the compressor's warming up, but the... Uh, condenser for the where where the coil is and is not getting cold, so I'm um, calling in regards to that. Well, first of all, we've had another call previous to you. Mark called and hung up, but dehumidifiers should not be turned on now. It's not humid enough. 
Uh, relative humidity in a basement, for instance, has to be at a certain level before it will start to sweat and remove moisture from the air. So you're premature in running a dehumidifier. You've got to wait till the temperature warms up and a pretty steady temperature for several days and the humidity warms up and builds up in this base that you've got the dehumidifier plugged into. So I, I don't think you've got anything wrong, Mike. I think you need, need to wait a few weeks here. And then when it starts getting up there in the 70s and 80s, you'll find you plug it in and it sweats and you it's doing the job. But okay. I, would, I will wait till then. All right. So I won't. Uh, all right. Well, um, then I've got another issue with uh, uh, wood floor and I've got to get uh, moisture out of it. And I was hoping this decompress or the dehumidifier would work. Okay. Well, then I won't be setting it out on a curb today. All right. right. <laughs> thanks for the phone call. Okay. Thanks for your time. Bye. You're very welcome. Take care. 643. We're here for you live on Saturday, May 15th, 2021. You can call us with confidence right now. The next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies, where my darling Valerie and I go to purchase our medicines. And we both use medicine. And if you need any equipment to take care of your health, uh, hey, 15% off in-store purchases, just with a mention of Joe Gannon and the Appliance Doctor. Free delivery all the way to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they are the best. Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies located on the corner of 8 Mile and Farmington Roads in Livonia. The phone number, 248 478 3922. That's 248-478-3922. We've got a listener in Northville that is the epitome of wisdom because she knows when she wants advice on buying a new washer, she should call the appliance Dr. Joe Gannon. She has. We'll talk to her when we come back. Let's talk to you as well. 800-8590-WJR. 800-8590. 590-957. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we're just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. We're just a little over one hour away from talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. Joe's going to be talking to Kurt this morning about something that affects all of us, and that's the lint and all the junk that gathers up in our dryer vent and presents a hazard for fire. And all of us are likely to have it if we're not paying attention to it. So that's a little over an hour from now. Joe talks with Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental right here on the Home and Appliance Show. Our phone number to call with your question, 800 800- 8590WJR that's 8885909570 let's talk about that newsletter that everybody's loving receiving once a month uh, from you Joe with all your tips about uh, appliance repair and money saving tips and consumer alert tips how's that newsletter going it's going very well and in a few days you'll hear more about the newsletter during the weekdays on Newstalk 760 WJR, I appreciate everybody 
all those people out there who have donated to Spectrum Human Services, where I sit on the board of directors for almost 20 years. I appreciate all of you who have contributed. We're well over $9,000, 470 people, and it's doing very well. And the goal is to raise $1.5 million. And don't doubt that we can do it or not do it, because we will do it. And it's all for a great organization that I believe in so strongly that helps 1,400 kids in the state of Michigan every day. And Donald, you can tell our listening audience how to do it. Well, we're going to get to that goal with one humble $10 donation at a time. $10 gets you a subscription for an entire year. Once a month, you'll receive Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter at the first of the month. Now, a lot of people are donating more because the money does go directly to Spectrum Human Services. But $10 does it. Spectrum is a family services agency working to strengthen Michigan children and families. To get in on Joe Gannon's monthly newsletter email list, go online to spectrumhuman.org. S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. Org. Joe, how did you originally come to be on the board of Spectrum 20 years ago? Oh, my gosh. I had an attorney, still have him, Jeffrey Sherbo, just the nicest guy in the world. And he looked at me at a meeting we were at, and he said, Joe, you've been president of a lot of things. Oh, and I have, and proudly. And he says, I'd like you to have a meeting with the executives at Spectrum. So I went down, I went to a home that little girls were in trouble, if you know what I mean. They had a home with, a, I don't know, some 15 or 20 little girls, young ladies, and they were in trouble. And I walked out of there crying. I truly walked out of there crying. Some of these little girls had you know, no parents, no aunts, no uncles, living on the street, and... We helped straighten those little girls out. I mean, we had school for them. And the same thing with young men who got into trouble and the judge said, well, I'm not sending you to prison. I'm sending you to Spectrum. We have two homes with 100 young men in those homes. And we, we give them a high school education, a graduation ceremony the whole ball of wax. One of these young ladies that went through this home that I was talking about became a movie actress. These boys and the girls, they go on to college and we do so much for so many kids who have nobody. They have, you know, when you meet a child and he's 15 years old and he doesn't have a relative and he's been living on the streets since he's been 12 years old, it touches your heart. And that's what Spectrum did to me. And I am so proud to be involved with Spectrum. And I thought this was a great way to well, gain some dollars because they always need money to buy different things. All this money that we're raising, Joe Gannon doesn't see it, doesn't touch it, and will not be polluted by the um, almighty dollar. It goes directly to Spectrum. Thank you, Donald, for asking. Well, that's certainly assurance that when we make a donation to Spectrum, we know for a certain, because of your 20-year experience with them, that we're donating to a good cause. So that's spectrumhuman.org.
www.thewashingtonpost.org. Let's go to Northville. We've got a lady who needs advice on buying a new washer. This is our lady of wisdom. This is Elaine. Good morning, Elaine. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Well, I appreciate everything you say. We we listen to you almost every Saturday morning, so thank you for your thank, wisdom. Thank you. We have a, a old Maytag washer, and my husband is going to he's going to try to fix it. He's pretty mechanical, and uh-huh. we know the part. He just has to order the part from that repair clinic, which is only I, ten miles from our house. So yeah, but uh, if he can't fix it. What kind of washer should we um, get? I feel this, and not only do I, 99 out of 100 service technicians who fix washing machines would say basically the same thing I'm about to say to you. Are you ready? Yeah. Elaine, there's only one washing machine that I promote, that I endorse totally. I endorse it because it's the best washing machine made in the industry. It's the only manufacturer that says in their literature that you'll see in the store when you buy one, this washing machine is expected to last 25 years. Ooh, wow. Now, the average life of a washing machine, other than this one I'm bringing up, is seven to ten years. The well, difference my, is... the difference. probably 30 years old. Right. And you do have one of the best machines made at that time. But today, Speed Queen, made in America, in Ripon, Wisconsin, is the machine you want to buy. They have three different models. You know, everybody gives you a one-year warranty. That's it. Yeah. Speed Queen gives you, depending on the washer that you buy, there's three different models. They give you a three, a five, or a seven-year full warranty. That means you don't pay anything. No service call charge, no labor charge, no parts charge. Can you imagine seven years where that's the average life of a, a typical washing machine? Yeah, that's, that's good. You go to a store and you look for Speed Queen. Now, they're in short supply, just like everybody's today. Everything's in short supply, but they'll catch up. And uh, truly, is, is I, I believe. Top, do they have top load and front load? or? Do yes, they- ma'am, they have top load and front load. Oh, good. So yeah. you, you go shopping, Elaine, with the assurance that the white-haired old appliance doctor who knows washing machines inside out says, buy a Speed Queen. Great. Is the top load better than the front load, or what's the advantages of It always has been. Okay. It, that front load washer, that invention, I never liked from the beginning. I still don't like, and I don't endorse them. Okay. Okay, great. Good shopping to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're looking forward to the 7 o'clock news, you just got a little over three minutes to wait because we're getting there, but that gives us time to still go down to Angola, Indiana, and help out Mark, whose refrigerator is not running properly. Joe, this is Mark. Good morning, Mark. Tell me about your refrigerator, please. 
Well, I've got a GE refrigerator, and it's uh, got the freezer unit on top. Refrigerator is on the bottom portion, of course. Um, it is quite old. It's probably 25 years old. It's ran fine up until a couple of days ago. And what happened? And it's, it started making a funny noise, so I pulled it out away from the wall. I thought maybe there was something caught on the fan blades, um, and I checked that, and didn't seem to be anything there, so I pushed it back against the wall, plugged it back in, and um, it's not, it, one thing, it's not cooling, um, and the fan motor now cycles on and off. It'll, if you plug it in, it'll run for, oh, maybe five seconds, and then it cycles off. Which um, fan motor, like, Mark? Which fan motor? It, Inside or it, on, it, underneath? It's, it's underneath. All right. That fan motor runs only when the compressor runs. Uh-huh. Now, is it clean under there? Have you been keeping it clean? Yes, the coils are clean. Okay. Now, if you go into the freezer section and you take the back wall off inside the freezer, there's an evaporator coil there. That The evaporator coil gets to be... 22 below zero when you touch it. Uh-huh. I want to know the condition of that evaporator coil. Okay. So I'm going to cut to the chase here. Take the back off inside the freezer. Take that wall off. It's just screws holding it. And mm -hmm. I want to know the condition of the evaporator. After the refrigerator's been run for a half an hour, that coil should be nice and cold all over. You take a dry finger and touch the coil, it should stick on it. Okay. Now you, you take a different finger every time you do that, and that'll give me the condition of your compressor. That'll okay. tell me. Now, you know my email address? Uh, give it to me once again, if you would. Donald? Let's review it. It's the first four letters of appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So the address okay. mark is A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. 30 seconds okay. to say goodbye to Mark, Joe. Mark, thanks for calling. I want to talk to you some more on the email. We'll diagnose what's wrong with this refrigerator by virtue of that beautiful, <laughs> what do you call, compressor. <laughs> What do you call that thing? We're working on it. Computer. Yeah, on the computer in your home. Thanks, Mark, for the phone call. We're coming back for another full hour. Give us a call. We'll talk to you and answer your question at 800-859-0WJR. Take it away, Joe Gannon. And a good Saturday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Home and Appliance Radio Program right here on Newstalk 760 WJR. We invite you for the next hour and tomorrow morning, the same thing from 6 to 8. We invite your calls on major home appliances, washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, and your humidifier on the side of your furnace. We invite you and to tell you how to be a part of this radio program.
the voice of Donald the Hammer Schuster. Thank you, Appliance, Dr. Joe Gannon. We're here for you live. It's Saturday morning, May 15th, 2021, 7.07 a.m. Need I convince you anymore that we're here right now to take your phone call with your appliance repair question. And the phone number you want to call is 800-859-0WJR. That's 800 859 957. Going to go to Mount Clemens now. Got a problem with a stand up freezer. This is Lewis. Good morning, Lewis. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling, sir. How may we help you? I really appreciate your show. I listen to you every Saturday. Thank you very much for doing so. Uh, I've got a couple 40 year old stand up freezers in my mother's basement. Uh, the bottoms are cracked in a couple of little holes from having frozen meats drop on them on the base. Um, I was just wondering what kind of material I should use to patch those holes and cracks. Are those holes in plastic material? Yes. Well, I'm sure at the hardware store are all sorts of plastic menders that you can put on there. And uh, that'll help keep the cold in there and the heat out. Also, how energy efficient uh, do you think? I mean, they work good. They work great. I was just wondering about energy efficiency. They're 40 years old. Well, they're probably manual defrost freezers. Correct. Which is the way I tell people you're going to buy a freezer. And if you see those self-defrosters, those use a lot of energy. But the main thing about Manual defrost is you don't affect the cold on the food. In other words, the the self-defrosting freezers bring in 60 to 90 degrees of heat every day into that freezer. And that goes, that heat, as you know, goes to cold. So it goes right to the food. And in time to come, the food doesn't taste as good as it should, and you hurt the nutrients in the food itself. That's why I always tell people, get yourself a manual. I know it ha- once, twice a year, you have to defrost it, but that's not such a big thing. You just open the door, you use a hairdryer, don't use anything sharp or metal to break away ice and chips of snow and so forth. Don't use anything like that, because if you pierce the coil, you can't fix it. Let's put it that way. So you're in business. And speaking of old refrigerators, I just picked up yesterday from a dealer of mine a 1950, 1950 refrigerator, which is immaculate. All I've got to do now is clean it. It runs like a champ, but it keeps food at 34 degrees. Perfect. In today's refrigerator, if you get 34 degrees out of a refrigerator in temperature of your food, you just got a miracle. It doesn't keep food that cold. That's why I tell people, look at more people suffer food poisoning today from homes than they do from the restaurant industry. Some 100,000 people suffer food poisoning from food that's been left in the refrigerator more than the four-day limit. The limit used to be in the old days seven days. Now it's three 
four days, you throw it away. Oh, my goodness. So you've just learned something, Los, and I thank you so much for calling. Very nice of you. Thank you, sir. You take care. You too. Phone number to call, 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0957. Joe, we got an email from a listener named Pat who says, Dr. Joe, I have a 10-year-old Frigidaire side-by-side refrigerator. Ice is forming in the bottom of the freezer and then leaving puddles on the floor. Everything seems to be working well, but every week I have to remove ice buildup so it doesn't leak. Is this something I can fix? I remember that email. And uh, I had a service technician who worked for me at one time or with me by the same name. And I thought maybe it might be him, if he's still alive, pulling a little joke on me. But no, I got an email back from the consumer who said, I followed your instructions. I fixed the problem. And what it was was a plugged defrost drain tube. In the defrost system of a refrigerator, there's a tube that the water goes into a little pan. It goes down the tube into the drain pan underneath the refrigerator. All you have to do is find it. And I'm available on the email system for people out there. Find the drain tube, find the hole, and stick a turkey baster full of hot water into that hole and squeeze the bulb. You've got the tool right there in your kitchen cupboard on how to take care of that problem. It's very nice of Pat to call and very nice of you to read that one. All right, we'll keep them coming. But when we come back, we're going to go back to the phones. We're going to talk to uh, Mike from Bruce Township. He's got an ice maker problem, so we'll talk to him. Also, at about 7.50 this morning, so that's a little over a half hour from now, we're going to be talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. Kurt and Dr. Joe are going to be talking about the problems related to having the lint buildup in your dryer vent. Really important to prevent fires to have that done right. They'll be talking about that at about 7.50, 7.52 this morning. So that's all still coming up. So our phone number again to call, 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. We've got Danielle Mason helping us out back at WJR Control Central. We want to thank Dave Rieger as well. I'm Donald the Hammer Schuster, and we're just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. Kurt Presley from Dalton in, uh, Dalton Environmental to see if he's ready to go for uh, 750 this morning when we talk about your dryer vent and the lint buildup in it. Thought I'd get a groaning first of the morning kind of begrudging, yes, I'm ready to go. Kurt described himself as bright eye and bushy tailed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So we'll be doing that in a little over a half hour from right now, talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. In the meantime, we'll be taking your calls at 800-859-0WJR. Call us right now, 800-859-0957. 718 in the morning, and that makes it time for... And this morning's subject is not about appliances. It's about my hometown of Timmins, Ontario in Northern Canada. 
In around 1909, a couple of guys prospecting in the area had a little shore lunch on the side of a river. They were sitting there eating, and one of the guys foot slipped on some moss, and as the moss broke free, he saw this big vein of solid gold. And so it was that the gold rush was on in my uh, hometown, 1909. You know, in all my years, I had a lot of uncles, and they many of them worked in the mines. Gold sold until I was somewhere in the mid-50s or early 60s. Gold was valued at $35 an ounce all those years. Now, there's a dozen gold mines, and many of them still working. And Timmins, Ontario, I believe, is the top producer of gold in the world. And maybe second to a mine in Africa. But with all those mines and still working today, gold, I think I heard yesterday, was $18 or $1,800 an ounce. And quite a difference in the mine's and the price of gold and the wages paid when I was a young man, a young boy. So, Donald, I hear the gold commercials on this radio station. Wow. Buy some. Buy some where you can hold it in your hand. I once had a friend, excuse the expression, okay? I once had a friend who stole three gold bars. I think each one is worth a million dollars. They used to take the gold and put it into a shed outside of town with two men standing guard with shotguns. That's where they kept the gold until they shipped it by train to the Mint in Ottawa or wherever it is. But anyways, uh, this friend of mine, and he got away with it. He got away with it. I don't know if they could still charge him based on my skim knowledge of what I know, but he got away with it and still living off the riches of those gold bars. So, Donald, I'll send you up there to scout the place. That's my top of mind for this Saturday morning. Thank you for listening. Boy, we not only get appliance repair tips from Joe Gannon, we get investment tips as well. And not minimizing them in any way, Joe. But yeah. I'm still going to listen to the Rich Paul show at nine o'clock this morning <laughs> on News Talk 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Bruce Township's where we're going. We got a pesky ice maker. Surprise, surprise. This is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for calling and let me help you with what you have as a problem. Thank you. Good morning, Joe. And I appreciate you taking my call this morning. You're welcome. But I, sir. Have, I have a GE. Uh, um, refrigerator, but it has the freezer on the bottom, and then like the two Dutch doors, you know, on yeah. top with yeah. the ice dispenser and water dispenser. And it's been making noises probably for the last month, inter, you know, intermittently. And the water still comes out, but now it's it sees making the ice. And I didn't know if there's anything I should check before I call someone. Or is it just, it's about probably seven years old now. And I didn't know what you might suggest. 
Well, let me suggest that you go to the most common problem, which is the water valve. Okay. It's it. It's in the back of the refrigerator. You got to pull the refrigerator out, watch the floor, put something on the floor to you don't scratch a wooden floor. But pull it out, take the back cover off on the bottom, make sure you put it back on when you're done, and okay. you follow the water line. So follow the water line to the bottom and shut off the water. Okay. Disconnect, disconnect. You need a little crescent wrench. Disconnect the water line. Disconnect the four wires that go to the valve. And two screws hold it. Now, do you have an ohm meter? Uh, yes, I do. All right. Just check continuity on the coils. You'll probably find that one has no continuity, which means you need a new water valve. And a water valve on a refrigerator, on a washing machine, on a dishwasher, to me is a four-letter word I use on the air. And that is spelled J-U-N-K. <laughs> water valves are basically the same. Water valves I did a study on years ago and called parts distributors across the United States. I came up with a figure of 100,000 water valves are sold in the United States every month. Not every year. 100,000. That's a lot of water valves. It's still made the same way today. So that's where you want to concentrate your efforts. You change okay. the water valve. And all of a sudden, everything's working normal again. Does just a quick question: If the water still comes out of the water dispenser, that doesn't necessarily mean the water valve is good. Am I correct? That's correct because it's a dual coil water valve. One size for the ice maker, one size for the water dispenser. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'd appreciate hearing back from you. Telling me, Joe, I fixed it. Well, I hope I can do that, Joe. Gotta Thank you so much. Get my son and son-in-law to help me pull it out, but uh, what the heck, you know? <laughs> I know the feeling. They're heavy. Yes, they are. So, All right, I will do that. And just one quick question, just in case that isn't successful. Is there a, uh, an appliance repair place out here in northern Macomb County that you would suggest? Yeah, there are, and uh, you drop me a little note. You drop me a little note on the email, and I'll give you that name or phone number or whatever. All right, Joe, I appreciate it. I appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Take care. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. And uh, here from Mike and for anybody else who would like to email the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, at his own personal email, here's the address. It's the first four letters of appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So it's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. And as long as we're covering ways, you can stay in touch with the uh, Home and Appliance Show during the week when we're not on the radio, Daddy-O. You can always go to our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance. And when you're there, you can listen to past episodes of the show that you may have missed or want to hear again. You can see a list of our preferred partners. You can stay in touch with the show by visiting our webpage at wjr.com slash 
appliance. Joe, earlier this morning, we were had a discussion with a caller about uh, some film that he was getting on the dishes after he was washing them in his dishwasher. We've got somebody who thinks they might be able to help us out with that from Auburn Hills. This is Paul. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for calling. And uh, what suggestion do you have? Hello, Paul. Come in, Paul. Whoops. We're going to get as much help from Paul as we thought, at least for the moment, because I guess he's gone off the line. Let's go to Mark in Lake Orion. He's got a dehumidifier that's icing over, Joe. Good morning, Mark. How may we help you? Good morning, Joe. appreciate the program. Yeah. Uh, question. Uh, my Whirlpool uh, dehumidifier is icing over. It's in the basement, obviously. Uh, I, there's about a 10-degree difference in temperature, and... I don't know why it's doing it. I read the manual, and it basically said that the temperature difference would, would cause it, um, but nothing about, like, cleaning the dehumidifier or nothing. Uh, so I wanted to get your advice on what uh, troubleshooting tips. I can All right. Well, for everybody listening, not just you, Mark, but for everybody listening, it is too early to be using your dehumidifier in your home. It's as simple as that. The humidity level is not high enough and neither is the temperature. So with those two things, a dehumidifier will ice up and you're not the first person sending me notes on this, but it's too early to be using your dehumidifier. Okay, I now, I think. Now, as don't leave me now, because here's the most important thing I can tell you: a dehumidifier mm -hmm. has dirt built up inside that you can't see. So, the cure I give people, and I used to do this a few hundred times a year every summer: take the dehumidifier to the car wash, the kind where you. Take the hose out of the holder mm -hmm. and spray it. You don't even mm -hmm. you don't even have to take the casing off. Some people take the casing off, just nothing but screws, a couple of wires going to the thermostat. But just pour the hose to it and be careful you don't hit the coil with the high pressure hose like that's in the car wash. But stand mm -hmm. back from it, clean it, then put it away for three days in the hot sun. Or mm -hmm. let it dry. Make sure it's dry because you don't want to plug it in when the, all the controls and everything are wet. You'll short something out. But let it dry. Mm -hmm. and, and if you do that now, by the time the temp temperature and the humidity level get high in your home, it'll be dry and it'll work like a chair. Excellent. I will uh, take your suggestion and uh, send you an email on the uh, results. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Joe. Take care. It is 7.30 in the morning. The next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by DeRocher's Appliance. Yes, DeRocher's. Brand new advertiser on this radio program. Been in business since 1951. I met the father years ago. And the son, Chris DeRocher, knows how to do it just like his father with a location in Monroe, Michigan, and you should see this store. I mean, they've got all major home appliances in there. 
They got mattresses in there. They got grills in there. And they're a complete lazy boy furniture outlet. A store in Monroe and a store in Sylvania, Ohio, which is I visited, is beautiful. The Roachers Appliance, family owned and operated for over 70 years. Here's the phone number, 734-241-7626. That's 734-241-7626. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard Dr. Joe just reference Sylvania, Ohio. That's where we're going to be going for our next phone call. When we come back, we got a hot water heater that's not heating. So that's a problem we want to solve. Want to solve your problem as well. Give us a call. 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. I'm happy to be helping out. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. And we are just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon as we funnel this whole radio show through Command Central at WJR in the new center area of Midtown Detroit, smack dab in the middle of the eighth floor of the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building. It's the great voice of the Great Lakes. It's 760 WJR. We are here for you, meaning the Home and Appliance Show, here for you every Saturday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Generally speaking, we have so much fun on Saturday, we come back on Sunday, do it again, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. So tune us in each weekday morning here on WJR. We're going to keep rolling with good programming after 8 o'clock this morning on WJR. And to tell us about it, Danielle Mason. 8 to 9, we have the car show. 9 to 10, we have the Rich Paul show. And then 10 to noon, we have the Inside Outside Guys. So that's what's happening on WJR this morning. Our phone number is 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. We are about 15 minutes away from talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. Real important discussion regarding the lint that can build up in your dryer vent and what you want to know about it so you can prevent a home fire. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Right now, as promised, we're going to Sylvania, Ohio with a hot water heater problem. This is Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Thanks for the phone call on how may we help you. Good morning. Um, I want to say it first and foremost. I really enjoy your show. All right. I have an electric hot water heater and I live in a mobile home trailer park. Uh-huh. And uh, last week, my water was shut off for a situation in, in the park. Turned yeah. back on, and we had hot water. Thursday, they did it again. And then yesterday, when I started the water, the sediment, of course, came out. And um, I let it run, and then I wanted to take a shower, and it's not heating. So I don't know if it was something. Not the tank never emptied, so I don't. I can't fathom it being something that uh, management did. But having said that, it's electric, and I know nothing about electric um, water heaters. Now the breaker never. You know how I did check my electric uh, box. The breaker never kicked out, so that wasn't the problem. So I need your help. Let me ask you a question, if I may, Jerry. Uh, did you use hot water when it was shut off? No, I didn't. 
No. I did one time flush my toilet initially, but that was the water that was in the tank. Right. So I didn't do it. You you see, a hot water heater by electric means that you can't run the element dry. In other words... Oh. That's where I'm... I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's where I'm going to. I want to make sure you didn't use a half a tank of hot water uh, while the water was shut off. Because if the element... is if you change an element in an electric hot water heater and it's not in water, when you turn it back on, you'll short out the element. Right. No, I never, with the water being off, I couldn't have used any water. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Now, the uh, heating elements can be checked. Well, it can be checked by anybody. Now, Jerry, uh, you, uh, I ask you a question. Do you, do you have an ohm meter? Well, you say no. Can you, can you, can, no. can, can you, Jerry, remove the heating element? Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of physically disabled. So. All right. Well, you're going to need some help, but get somebody to help you. Take the element out. Shut the power off to it. Take the element out. All you need is an ohm meter, and if you call a plumber, you know, uh, they're going to charge you the price of gold to, to say hello right. and give you a smile. But if you can find somebody to help you, remove the element, turn the power off to the tank, have somebody, you can take it to a hardware store. They can check an element for you, and then you make a purchase of an element, and you put them in. There's two of them in there. Okay. Or, Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yes, so just uh, find somebody that has enough knowledge to remove that element. Just find somebody who can use a screwdriver, quite honestly. Okay. Okay. Now, Jerry, I have to say something to you. A few weeks ago, I was at DeRocher's Appliance in your hometown there. That's uh-huh. a nice area. I was quite impressed. I really was. And that DeRocher store there in in Sylvania is a beautiful store. Yeah. Have you ever been in there? You know, I have to be honest with you. I have never even heard of it until I heard you mention it earlier in your program. It's on the address. I got it in my memory. 5555 Monroe Street. I think it's South okay. Monroe. Yes, I know where that is. Well, you stop by and say hello for me. I certainly will. Okay, Jerry. Thanks for the phone call. Well, thank you so very much. You've been quite helpful. Thank you. Take care. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Joe, let's even go further south than Sylvania, Ohio. Let's go all the way down to Port St. Lucie, Florida. We got a question uh, regarding an extended vacation and what to do with the water with George. Hi, George. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Yeah, good morning, uh, Joe. I just wanted to get your recommendation. Uh, Normally at this time I vacate the house, I come up north. And I just shut the water off at uh, you know at the toilet so it doesn't you know spring a leak. Yeah. This time I'm thinking about doing a whole 
how shut off. And the question is, should I drain the water heater, drain the pipes, uh, or just leave it be with the water in it? It's a five-year-old heater, electric. I'm thinking draining it now, get some sediment out. But if I leave the pipes uh, empty, um, uh, my concern is uh, that some of the seals might dry up. And when I turn it back on in a few months, I'm going to have to replace uh, rubber seals. What's All right. That was, my first, that was my first question. How long are you going to be gone? Oh, about five months. All right. I'd shut the water off to the house. I would shut the hot water heater off. And I, do that. I, and I would throw uh, a quart of water, or a couple quarts of water in the dishwasher and the washing machine. That's okay. about all I that's about all I can think of doing right now. So uh, you wouldn't recommend just draining the water heater out? No, no, because whatever's in there is really going to harden up. Uh -huh. The minerals in the water will form a rocks, shale kind of rock. So right. I, I'd rather leave it moist and wet. All right. Let me ask you this. Uh, since I've never drained the water heater, and it's about five five years old, is there? Do you think there's much sediment in it? Should I like half drain it now and then let it refill again? No, I Just wouldn't to touch. Clean? I wouldn't attempt to drain the tank any at all. I okay. tell people you buy a new tank, start draining it then. Do it every few months. Just a couple uh -huh. of buckets. But if you've got five years of life on it, whatever you do now is going to not take anything out of there. If it's Waste not it. broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I like that, George. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yes, sir. Okay. All okay. Right. I appreciate uh, your recommendation, Joe. I appreciate you calling all the way from Florida. That's very nice of you. Uh, next time I call you, I'll be in Allen Park. Oh, okay. All right. Come on back home. You're welcome. All right. Take care. You too. Take care. Got an opportunity for you, an opportunity for you to receive Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter. It's at least two pages, sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes more. And to donate to a great cause at the same time. So you receive the newsletter and you donate to a great cause. It's a double-double win. Joe's newsletter is filled with appliance repair, money saving, and consumer alert tips. And you can receive it for an entire year, once a month, an entire year, for a minimum $10 donation. Now, you might want to donate more because it's going to a great cause, but $10 does it. You'll be donating to Spectrum Human Services, a family services agency working to strengthen Michigan children and families with foster care and adoption programs, assisted living, substance abuse, and a whole lot more. So to get in on Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter list, so it's mailed to your email inbox, go online to spectrumhuman.org. S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. 
www.thinkingfaith.org. 7.45 in the morning when we come back. Really important discussion. An important discussion regarding the lint that builds up in your air dryer vent that could be a fire hazard. We don't want that. So Joe will be talking to Kurt Presley from Dalton Environmental. That's when we come back. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster helping out this morning and happy to be doing so on the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to the phones now so Joe can talk to a guy that is Dalton Environmental Cleaning. I'm talking about the Daltons you can call at 877-Daltons, D-A-L-T-O-N-S. I'm talking about the Daltons that you can find online at daltonenvironmentalcleaning.com. Joe, I'm talking about Kurt Presley. Good morning, Kurt. How you doing? Good morning, Joe. I'm doing great. Good morning, Don. Yeah, well, thank you, Kurt. we're doing great, too, here. And just so nice to have you on the air with me. We don't do this enough on such an uneducated subject. We want to educate every person listening to your voice this morning. And Kurt, you have been involved in a condo complex here in White Lake with 127 condos and three quarters of them are plug solid with vent line that is equivalent, if you remember, how long, Kurt, how close oh. are we to the 100-foot mark? We're around 80 feet long when you calculate the elbows in. Um, you know, uh, the runs were about almost 40 feet long and had some of them have upwards of eight elbows, and each elbow is equivalent to five to eight feet. I think uh, you quoted eight feet of uh, straight pipe. And, you know, Kurt, the vent line code that this white-haired old man wrote 20-something years ago, the vent line code in the state of Michigan and across the United States is 30 feet length with one elbow. Am I right? Yes, yes, you are. And, uh, you know, the majority of them in your complex, the you know, in, in the complexes I was working in, the end unit was the short ones, which are great. They go right out, right near the dryer. But middle units, they have a tr have trouble finding where they want to go with them. They don't want to go out the front, of course. And so usually those dryers are located near the front of the unit and exit out the back. So it creates quite a long run. Now, tell our listening audience of some, not all, but the majority of the vent lines that you've already cleaned. You're approaching a dozen that you've already cleaned. Tell Correct. our listening, give them a picture that shakes them up. Let's put it that way. Well, I, I use uh, 250 pounds of compressed air with a special tool that creates a suction as we're cleaning. So it pulls the lint out from the outside. We clean, we work, we gotta clean that vent off and uh, it pulls the lint out and it creates quite the noise, as you would think, uh, 250 pounds of compressed air. And the lint is so heavy that as I'm inserting this tool, it muffles it. The lint, it gets quiet because there's so much lint coming out. And it, it'll come out in, in clumps, you know, the duct is four inches in diameter, and I'll get four-inch balls coming out of there or uh, strips that uh, you even witnessed that are, you know, two feet long uh, strips of lint coming out of that duct. Now, tell our listening audience, 
your experience, which goes back a long ways, cleaning dryer vent lines and air ducts as well in a home. But right now you're working in this complex. Tell our listening audience, Kurt, the result of too much lint in a vent line. Well, uh, it's not a good result. It causes a house fire or could potentially cause. It is, if you can imagine, like putting kindling on a fire or throwing leaves onto a fire. If a spark occurs and there's um, built-up lint in the dryer, it's like a blast furnace where you're fanning the fire. You know, that dryer's running, the lint ignites, and then you have all this kindling material for 40 feet of duct that once it ignites, it goes quick. And that's why dryer fires are so lethal. Um, You know, they're fanning the fire. They're blowing it on there. And if you're in a complex, you might keep your dryer vent clean. But if your neighbors don't, you are, you know, just as uh, likely to have your place burned down because you're attached. Yes, and it's a crying shame what's happened in this complex. Kurt, you do other complexes. Yes, yes, we do. Do, um, do you find the Do you find the same thing applies in other complexes as what you're seeing in this particular complex? Uh, yes, I do. Um, where you know, I mean, some are designed right where they're shorter, you know, yeah. less thirty feet or less. But um, complex we were working in yesterday, uh, fifty feet, fifty feet, not, not including elbows. Um, you know, so yeah. that's incredibly long. And the buildup, you know, we get birds out of them, you know, bird nests, piles. Yeah. Two, three feet long a bird nest because they've established over the years and they just keep building one nest on top of another, you know. And, and the lint buildup from that is really bad because, of course, the bird nest creates an obstruction and, it, you know, the lint can't get out. Well, I'll tell you something. What you're doing here is easing the mind of residents. Now, there's probably another 80 for you to do in this complex. And I spoke to this complex the other night at a meeting and stressed how important it is that they get their vent line clean. And, you know, it increases the efficiency of a clothes dryer, as you well know, by a big number. Yes, that exactly what I, I was going to say next is that not only do you reduce the risk of fire, but you you save time because your clothes are going to dry way quicker. You save energy, which relates to money. So, um, and it, I bet you'll agree with me that it can extend the life of your dryer um, exponentially. Yes, so much so that I recommend anybody listening right now, and Donald can explain. Hey, here's how you get your vent line cleaned on your clothes dryer, not only at this complex, but also anybody within the sound of our voices right now. Uh, you just got to call Dalton Environmental Air Duct Cleaning and have them. Like Donald has a little story. He had you clean the air ducts in his home, and then he had you clean the dryer vent line. Yeah, yeah, and then I tipped. Way. Then I and tipped them five bucks, and they cleared the lint out of my navel. That's just a joke, Joe. <laughs> that really didn't happen. But I'll tell you how I got their services, Joe. Yeah. 
I, first of all, I called him because tell us just in 30 seconds, uh, if you will, Kurt, about your air duct cleaning service. Give us a summary on that. Well, we come in, we, we have the you know largest equipment available for air duct cleaning. The truck's custom built. Uh, the vacuum and air compressor are powered by the truck engine. Um, and what we do is, in a nutshell, we'll come in, we'll access your ductwork, hook up our 10-inch vacuum hoses up to the ducts near the furnace. That creates a suction on the ductwork, or negative air. And then we use 250 pounds of compressed air to power air whips that scrub the interior of the ductwork clean. We push all the dirt and debris to the vacuum, cleaning all the branch runs, all the vents, all the main ducts. It's all included in our price. We don't do a bait and switch. Um, and uh, we'll clean all accessible areas of the furnace. And that process takes, on average, three to four hours for two men. And, listen, they do it the best way possible, better than anybody else. And in 29 years of being on radio with me, not one complaint. Kurt, tell our listening audience your phone number. Our phone number is 877-DALTONS. That's 877-325-8667. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the air. And, you know, it's always been in my heart to save as many lives as I can with my conversation. And I've had you join me this morning just to reinforce that we do save lives on this radio program. Kurt, thanks so much. Thank you, Joe. You have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Joe Gannon, the appliance doctor, and I'm going to let the voice of our director, executive producer, co-host, close this program today. But I just want to say I appreciate every one of you who join us on Saturday and Sunday morning, and I hope to hear from you tomorrow morning from 6 till 8. Donald? I'm happy to be helping out here. I want to remind you there's a couple of ways to stay in touch with our Home and Appliance Show when we're not on the air. One is to visit our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance. The other is to email Joe at his own personal email address. It's the first four letters of appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor. It's appldoct at gmail.com.